Hi, this is Dave Caius, one of the hosts of Barbecue Radio Nation. And thank you for tuning in and listening to one of our archived versions of our national radio show. By the way, if one of your local radio stations is not carrying Barbecue Radio Nation, please have them contact us and you can be listening to us on your radio. Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Caius along with Engineer Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Kyle's got a big gulp over there. He's a happy camper. And Producer T-Bone. Hey, how you doing? How are you doing? Uh, I, you know, all this week I kept trying to get over to this barbecue joint that's, you know, in a trailer that travels. Okay. Kind of like a, a... Food truck? A, like a food truck, yeah. I had... Two opportunities, and I didn't have any of our cards on it. <laughs> and it was like, uh, I don't want to go if I can't, you know, shuck and jive and talk to him about the show. I'm sorry, but a business card is not going to stop me from eating barbecue. I'm just saying. You have a very good point. <laughs> I think they were a little upset the fact that you were following them around in the city. They're like, uh, <laughs> what's this Toyota doing behind us all the time? <laughs> I, I really want to check them out. Um, so Let me know. Maybe I'll you know. follow you following them, and we'll go get some road barbecue. All righty. All righty. And, of course, <laughs> that was our infamous T-Bone chasing trucks around the city, kind of like a dog. <laughs> and our in-house barbecue expert and my co-host, Dan Doc Hathaway. Dan, how are you doing, buddy? Great. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Just uh, excited for the show today. We've got, some, uh, we've got a good guest, and uh, yeah, let's get ready and do it. Well, before we start talking about what's going to happen in the show, I got to mention and actually apologize to our listeners because we love our listeners and we appreciate all of you. But we forgot, maybe I forgot, last week to mention that past Monday, or it could have been Sunday, uh, was National Lazy Day. <laughs> like I said, it could have been Sunday, could have been Monday. I'm not real sure. Uh, I've been celebrating it all week. Um me too. Well, actually, most of 2020. I've been celebrating <laughs> National Lazy Day. But I'm a firm believer of holidays. You know, Ice Cream Day, I'll, cream. I'll celebrate that. Rib Day, uh, Hot I th- Dog I Day. I think Friday was National Beer Day. Was it really? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah, you want, might want to get those suds off your mustache there. <laughs> I, uh, so anyway, National Lazy Day. Um, actually, I wrote a joke in my... St- oh, this is a horrible joke. Oh, great. It's a horrible joke. Guy went to a Procrastinators Anonymous meeting, but they kept postponing it. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that hurt. I don't follow. Smack. That hurt. (laughs) Coming up on the show, we have got uh, somebody who's not lazy, uh, Matt Frampton, who is a pit master of hot grill and grill on action barbecue and author of the book on competition barbecue. He's got a couple of websites you want to check out, bbqrevolution.com, of course, barbecuerevolution.com, and then urbanslicerpizza.com. Uh, Dan, you know Matt. Pretty well. You know, uh, we've run into, I 
like all of our guests, I always run into him at barbecue contests, but uh, just recently he stopped by the store, dropped off some of his uh, new product, which is a uh, do-it-yourself pizza dough. Nice. And man, it is awesome. <laughs> awesome. Have you tried it? Oh yeah. We cooked all three different varieties at the store and uh, his Detroit deep dish variety uh, just makes an unbelievably so good So let me pizza. ask you this. You've got, because you sell grills and we're, by the way, we're going to be talking about grills today, of course, right. but you sell grills, but you have a live one there. So if all of a sudden somebody brings something in, you just go throw it on there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I try to test everything out and uh, we've, we have some, uh, some burned in units at the store that uh, sometimes the, the guys get a little restless and I got to feed them. So I'll cook them lunch every <laughs> once in a while. So it's, it, we have a lot of fun. It's, it's, it, it is what it is. It's a big toy store. I'm just Dave, 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 we're going to have to go hang out there more often. I was, I, I was not aware gonna, of T-Bone's going to follow me to work one day. <laughs> I had no idea this was happening. I'm also thinking too, people who have like an office job and they go into the little break room and have a bologna sandwich yeah. and, and there, there's Dan over there, you know, his office job is grilling up something on the grill. Grilling something. on Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> complain about work. I can yeah. tell you that much. That is just so wrong. Anyway, we're going to have Matt on there and I'm excited to talk about pizzas uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But right now we have to do our world famous Ask Dr. Dan, our barbecue fix it man sponsored by our August barbecue sauce of the month, which is Joe's Kansas City original barbecue sauce, a perfect sauce for all your barbecue needs and voted best in the world at the American. American Royal Barbecue Contest, and you can purchase it at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. That's the Kansas City Barbecue Store.com. So, T Bone, what do we got this week? Well, Roger Overcast, I, I that's his name, Roger Overcast, <laughs> uh, who's in Missouri. I don't know if, you know, it was expected for him to be a weatherman or something. <laughs> but his question, very short question, long answer. What's your best advice for someone just starting to get serious about barbecue? Okay, Roger. Why, why don't you give him like your, your, your top 12? Oh, man. No. <laughs> the, the, I could go on for the rest of the show about this. But, you know, the biggest thing is if when you're getting when you're just getting into barbecue and you figure out that you enjoy doing it, it's it's really important to do your research and find the right grill. I mean, we're going to talk about this later in the show about, about finding the right grill, because when you have the right grill and you have something that will maintain temperature that you don't have to babysit, everything becomes very, very easy. So getting the right equipment, you know, and just making sure that you, that you are comfortable with what you're working with. What that's, about, that's number one for me. What about books? What about barbecue books? Barbecue books are great. You know, a lot of them are just riddled with recipes that, and, and there's really, there's only a handful of books that I found that are, that are, that I, I would consider they read like textbooks, you know, like, like a college textbook. And one of them is Meathead. Um, it's a, man, it's a, it's a great book. It, it really breaks down the science of barbecue and, and why to do this and why not to do that. And if that's, that's the one book that when somebody comes in the store, I tell them, you know, Take this home, read this, forget about the recipes right now, but, you know, develop a technique and stick with it and make it work for you. You know, T-Bone and myself, we like to play tournament poker now and then. Okay. There's nowhere to go right now, but we, <laughs> we, we, we've played our share and he and I have both read books. But the funny thing is I get these books that are really simple about poker, you yeah. know, like. Ace is bigger than a king, you know, yeah. and then T-Bone will go, oh, you got to check out this poker book. And I'll look it up and it's got these crazy formulas and math uh, beyond our 100 percent math. I yeah. mean, yeah. great. And I'm like, 
who understands this? And so I'm thinking when you're starting out in barbecue, you don't want to complicate it. You want to make it as simple as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, barbecue is a very simple thing. And it, it, you shouldn't complicate it with a bunch of stuff you don't need. And I know T-Bone asked you before, but I think... Uh, what, what didn't you say when if you're first starting out, you you meant you thought of doing a brisket? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me take a stab at this. Okay. So, right tool for the right job. Right tool for you, the right you job. You know what you want to be Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. Right cut of meat. Right cut of meat. Or. Yes. Or, okay. <laughs> yes. And thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to bang my head on the table. <laughs> of what? course, of course you need a thermometer. That's, that's just, mm. if you've listened to the show in the past, that's what we've <laughs> talked about most of the time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to barbecue radio thermometer. Yes. Uh, every week we will tell you the best thermometer, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, and I've, we, I've talked about this too before, but as me being the amateur guy, it, it's completely changed the game when I started to use a thermometer. It really does. Because I get the temperature exact. I know exactly how I like it. Yep. And I, I wouldn't cook without it. It takes the guesswork out of it. Yeah. It really does. When did the, because you do competition barbecue, was mm -hmm. there a time that people were like, oh, no, you don't use a thermometer, and then it started switching? Not as long as I've been around. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's always been a the number one tool in everybody. I thought to be like the old school guys like, nah, I'm not. I just well, touch it with my thumb. Yeah. Well, there, there are those guys. Anyway, we're going to send uh, Roger a bottle of our, of Joe's Kansas City's barbecue sauce of the month. And you're going to love that sauce coming up. We got Matt Frampton talking pizzas next on barbecue radio nation. sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, DVDs, and so much more at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. Barbecue Radio Nation with Dave Caius and Dan Hathaway will be right back, right after this. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. Thank you. And they named the baby rock and roll. 
Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Caius, along with Dan Hathaway. And we've got with us today Matt Frampton, who has appeared on TV shows such as Barbecue Pitmasters, is a trusted brand ambassador, and a World Food Championship chef. He's also a graduate of the International School of Pizza and is a certified pizzaiolo. <laughs> is that how you say that? No idea if I'm saying that correct. <laughs> From Italy, Sicily, and America. Of course, Dan, you know Matt, too. Yeah, yeah, Matt's a good dude. I can't wait to talk to him about pizzas. A <laughs> couple of websites to tell you about. He's got BBQRevolution.com. That's BBQRevolution.com. But we're going to be for- focusing today on UrbanSlicerPizza.com. That's UrbanSlicerPizza.com. Matt, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm looking forward to talking pizza as well. Well, the thing of it is, when I think grilling or barbecuing, honestly, my first thought is never pizza. You know, it's it's brisket or ribs or chicken or whatever. But I, it seems like pizza is really starting to catch on. And I think you're part of the reason. When, when somebody's doing pizza in their backyard, can, can you give some kind of beginning suggestions to help them out? Yeah. So the, the key to good pizza, you know, start, starts with, I think the three main pillars, it's the dough, the sauce and the cheese. When we're we're cooking in the backyard, you have lots of options. You could cook directly over a fire on just a, you know, your, your traditional Weber 22 or whatever. There are lots of different pizza oven attachments for various grills and smokers. And there's some standalone portable type ovens out there. But depending on your style, you know, I think it's a little bit higher temperature than smoking, but definitely in that grilling range of, you know, 450 to 550 and upwards of 700 degrees if you can get your grill or smoker that hot. And, uh, you know, having a having an ability to cook at those higher temperatures is uh, kind of key to to making good pizza. Yeah, it, it, you know, temperature is always important. And I noticed that with your new products that uh, you, you really have three different temperature ranges uh, as far as the different the different doughs go. You've got the Detroit, which is a little bit lower temperature. Uh, the Neapolitan's obviously the higher temperature. You know, it, it goes, what is that, 700 degrees, Matt, is the, the max temperature on that? Yeah, se- 700, uh, you know, like where your stone, if you yeah. use an infrared yeah. thermometer, yeah, maybe 800 ambient or so. And then, and then the grilling one is is really designed to go directly on the grate, which I which I tried for the first time and it, it turned out awesome. Uh, I think I needed to to do a little more smoke in it and and do a different kind of wood. I, I was just using small chunks and and I, I really wish I would have tried out some red oak in that in that kettle to see what would happen. Uh, what what wood do you usually use when you're cooking pizzas over an open flame? Uh, so when I'm doing an open flame, I really just like to use a good lump charcoal. Uh-huh. And um, I think, you know, when you're opening it so frequently, you'll get some flare ups and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, but if I were to use uh, the only woods that I prefer to cook pizza with, whether it's a wood fired oven or if I'm using it in chunk form in a grill, like you mentioned, uh, pecan is my go-to. Uh-huh. And if I don't have access to pecan, then I'm going to go with a white oak or a hickory. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, just like the heat. Uh, it's, it's got, it's a little hotter burn 
and it has some good flavor, but it's not over the top like a mesquite or something like that. Right, right. So you are you a Green Mountain ambassador? Is that is that where you got in in hooked up with those guys, the Green Mountain pellet grills? Yeah, well, I originally got hooked up because I was just a very uh, um, a user that loved the product, mm-hmm. and so I was I was very passionate about Green Mountain grills from the beginning. We our barbecue team's been competing for fifteen years. And we won, we've won a lot of money in chicken. That's what we, we use our, our green mountain pellet grill for all of our chicken, uh, for the KCBS contest. Gotcha. And, um, once we were on the TV show and had some success on the circuit, I reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in some sort of, you know, sponsorship because he's, you know, having a barbecue team takes money and it was getting more expensive. We, we kind of came up through the time when it was a, a lot less expensive than it is today. <laughs> Boy, uh, those are the good old yeah. days, huh? <laughs> oh, it is. I look back, I, you know, I think of, you know, 25 teams and, and maybe one had a camper and the rest were sleeping under tents and, yeah. you know, running smoky Weber, smoky mountain cookers or <laughs> whatever. And, and now it's just this, totally different game yes it is you sound like one of those nascar teams you know it was sure cheaper to race a car back 20 years ago (laughs) i feel that way it's exactly the way it is (laughs) oh it is and and we've seen so many teams come and go over the years it's been super cool to be a mainstay yeah it's it's kind of fun to be the old guy for sure (laughs) it is yeah you know we've never had a season uh as as good as uh travis clark or tuffy stone you know, or, or Blaine Hunter out of Omaha, Nebraska here, yeah. but we do respectable whenever we do compete and we're bi- we're big ambassadors of just the whole backyard space. I mean, barbecue's in my roots through and through. Yeah. Um, pizza's a big part of what I do and my, and my absolute passion, but it all started with barbecue for sure. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I was talking to the, to Dave and, and T-Bone here when we first uh, met up this afternoon and I told him, I said, you know, the first time I met Matt was up in uh, it was up in Valley, Nebraska and everybody was doing a people's choice. And there was this one guy and he was just shooting out pizzas as fast as he could get them off the cooker. And, <laughs> and that's when I kind of became familiar with, uh, Matt Frampton and his awesome pizzas at the barbecue contest. So yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's stuff like that, that sort of clued me and my wife in that I might be on to a niche here because, Facebook, you you don't see people for many, many years, but it almost feels like you're connected in real life. Sure. And I would run into people I haven't seen, you know, maybe from high school or college or just for whatever reason, haven't seen them in a long time, but they're, Hey, you're the pizza guy on Facebook. (laughs) Well, 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 speaking of that pizza guy, why don't you tell me about your, your products? I I'd, I'd like to to educate our listeners on, uh, on what you're doing here. Cause I think it's pretty special and it's something extremely unique that nobody else is doing. So why don't you give us the rundown of, of the three different products you guys have co- have coming out right now? Yeah, absolutely. So just a little background. I, I, this all kind of started with a recipe on my website that, you know, viral may be a bit of an extreme way to call it, but it, it did get shared a lot. I had a lot of traction, but the problem, and it was, it's a very good recipe and i I lean on it uh, whenever I can, but the problem with it is it's a multi-day process and that's just not for everybody. And I would say it's actually probably not for most people. And so I, I wanted to, you know, I was, I saw that I think, you know, maybe there was this niche market that I was a big part of. um, And, and I wanted to bring something simple, fun and, 
and at the same time, top-notch quality to everybody at, at home that wants to make good pizza. And same day was always one of my requirements. So the quality and the simplicity, I, I didn't want to sacrifice on either, either of those things. And so uh, I started with the Neapolitan blend and went through almost uh, almost two years of testing on that one until I got it to where I liked it. Um, I'm probably a little overly particular about it, but I really didn't want to sacrifice the quality. And so had to go through a lot of variations of finding the right quality of flour that also made economic sense. I mean, I, I was I started by getting some Italian stuff imported and it was just way out of bounds cost wise. But once I got that dialed in, then I kind of wanted to have some other options. And so I so the Neapolitan is your sort of traditional wood fired pizza that it needs a higher heat. You, it'll cook really well at like a 550, but it excels at a 700 or 800 degree. So a Green Mountain Grill pizza oven, a kettle pizza insert for the Weber, an uni portable oven, or if you have a real wood fired oven, it th that's kind of what it's really intended for, but it does work well in, in, a, in a really high heat oven. Matt, I hate to cut you off. We're running out of time, um, but I want to direct everybody to your website. It's UrbanSlicerPizza.com. That's UrbanSlicerPizza.com. We'll have you back on another show. We'll go more details because I love talking about this pizza. Matt Frampton, thank you so much for being a guest. All right. Thank you. Have thank, a good one. Thanks, Matt. Coming up next, we'll be talking about grills here on Barbecue Radio Nation. I've been shut out. Of many places I've seen pure evil In many faces Stare down the barrel Of a 45 I'm a hard working man I wear a steel hard hat I can ride rope A hammer and paint Do things with my hands That most men can't I can't get ahead No matter how hard I try I'm getting really good At barely getting by Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation I'm Dave Caius Along with Kyle, our engineer T-Bone, our producer And co-host Barbecue guru Dan Hathaway, and pretty excited about this because we want to talk about grills. We've been kind of saying, you know, come end of summer, which is not that far away, there's going to be some sales on grills. And, you know, to me, there's kind of two categories in general, maybe. You can correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But you've got the person who's just starting out. You know, they've done a little grilling, but they really want to get a grill. And then, of course, you got your experienced griller. This may be their second or third grill. Who knows? And they really want to up their game. So let's start, Dan, maybe with, with the first guy uh, or gal. Uh, we know many women barbecue. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're looking for a grill, but they're, but they're kind of, you know, they're just starting out. What, what do you kind of suggest in, in as far as grills? go so when it comes to grills for a beginner there you know for me i started out with a weber kettle and that's what most people started out with you're you're into something that's under 200 dollars. uh there's not a lot of accessories that you need to buy initially to uh to really get going i mean you can walk into a, a any store and buy a weber kettle buy a bag of charcoal and head to the grocery store <laughs> and you're good to go uh you know 
you can go a hundred different directions. Uh, a lot of people, I get a lot of people that are looking for a good gas grill mm -hmm. and, and, you know, with gas grills, uh, with people just starting to get into gas grilling, you really don't want to go something super powerful that, that, that has a ton of BTU. It, it, it becomes a little bit more of a gourmet style gas grill, you know, a Weber Genesis, a Napoleon, any Napoleon grill you can get into for pretty, you know, pretty inexpensive, uh, you you can do a great job with any of those, but you know, you just, you really want to find out what you're comfortable with and how much time you want to put into it before you just go blowing that $1,500 on some <laughs> fancy stainless thing, you know? Uh, so for me, the long answer is buy a Weber kettle. You just, you can't beat them. You can do everything you need to do on one of those. You know, a buddy of mine, speaking of the gas grill, he... And, and this was years ago, but it was the first time I'd ever seen anybody ha had done this, is he had a gas line coming from the house mm -hmm. to the grill. Yeah. So he, he didn't have to go back to the store yeah. and, and fill it up. And I thought, well, that's genius. It is genius because we've all, all of us gas grill owners, grass fed meat, grass fed. <laughs> yeah. We've all run into a situation where there's food on the grill. And oh, your flames going down. That's got to be the worst. You know, run down to Seven Eleven and grab a <laughs> propane tank and and you know call it good. So, yeah, the natural gas thing's getting bigger and bigger as 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 more and more newer houses are being built in our area. I'm seeing a lot. Are more, they doing that more? Okay, more and more. Yeah, they're plumbing it out because I mean, honestly, you can't not have a grill. Well, <laughs> quick question. Yeah. Does, I've never seen it. Does Weber have a gas version of their kettle? Stock? They do not. No, they, okay, they make a, they make one called the performer. It's the one on the table and it actually comes with a, a little propane assist to get your charcoal going, which is super handy because you know, basically dump the charcoal in, hit the little starter and, and your, your charcoal has a little burner underneath it. So they really don't have a quote unquote gas burner in the bottom of it but it is it like it's more of a uh, just a starter weber um if you're listening to barbecue radio nation <laughs> and t-bone just gave you the idea uh send your check to <laughs> bbq radio nation and we will gladly cash that was a great idea t-bone I, I applaud you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And here we just thought you were a pretty face in the corner but no that was a great question yeah so Let's talk about to somebody who's more experienced. The, mm -hmm. the thing I want to, and, and I'm a bachelor, so I don't need a big grill, but the grills that I look at when I see these big grills and I get all grill <laughs> envy um, is the ones that have got the little side burners yeah. and, and the holders for your tools mm -hmm. and all that. Talk about that. So, you know, they all have a purpose. And I get a lot of people that they come in, they're looking for a good gas grill. They tell me, oh, well, my old gas grill didn't have a side you know, or ha I'm excuse me, had a side burner on it. I never used it. I don't want it, mm. which I think is kind of odd because every gas grill that I've ever owned in the last, well, ever since I've been married, uh, we've always had a side burner on it and I use the crap out of it. Oh, I would too. I mean, just for, for warming sauce, melting butter, you know, boiling corn. I mean, a, a Weber Genesis side burner will boil a pot of water right. so you can do corn on it. And it just, it keeps the mess out of the house and it keeps everything kind of right there. It, 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 
at your fingertips. Plus, on those bigger grills, uh-huh. um, and again, I've never used one, but I'm, I want one so bad. We can get you one. I, <laughs> he works on commission. What's it going to take for you to drive <laughs> right. out of here today with this weather? Exactly. Give me a number. But So on the big grills, when you open it up, uh-huh. you've got the shelf that's kind of like indirect heat that you can heat certain things up well, there. Well, that, that, that's what people think, but it really is like the... I call it the microwave because hot air rises and everything's oh. going to get caught up in that corner of the, the grill and it's just blazing hot. If I mean, if you ever it, get a gas grill, throw a, a bun up there and see how long it takes see, to just completely incinerate. Okay. <laughs> that's what I was thinking you would use it for. It would be like hot dog and hamburger no, buns. No, no. I actually, you know, on my Weber Genesis, I'll put it on high and I'll put steaks up there. Okay. It's super hot. Wow. Yeah. How, if you put it up there, how long do you let a steak go? Minute and a half, two minutes. That quick. Yeah, depending on how thick it is. Oh. But yeah, it's blazing hot. <laughs> I, I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have all these burn marks on my fingers. So right. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. Well, we're going to talk more grills in our next segment um, because I, I, I want to talk about wood. That's another thing I want to talk about because I was watching a show over the weekend and the guy was just in love with with using wood for, for all of his grilling. And I want to talk about that. Also, you know, if, if you maybe missed part of our last segment with Matt Frampton from UrbanSlicerPizza.com, you can check out all all of our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, along with Deezer, all those places you can you can check out the show and please do and please like us on our Facebook page, which is bbqradionation.com. Please like us at bbqradionation.com. And don't forget, you can ask your questions for Ask Dr. Dan and get yourself a free bottle of Joe's Kansas City Barbecue Sauce this month. Of course, we always do a Sauce of the Month. So you want to check that out. You can ask Dr. Dan. And we'll be right back with Barbecue Radio Nation. sing till the feeling gets right well let's harmonize we'll be dynamite i killed the high notes i've done it for years good deal old buddy and i'll pour the beers there's always some lady alone at the bar yeah and you always let her know just who you are i know a couple gals that we can call damn they'll shake the picture right off of you while we're, we're barroom buddies and that's the best kind nobody fools with a buddy of mine when you're happy and I cry when you're blue we're barroom buddies and we're doing fine so pour me another we got nothing but time oh chug a lug a luggin barroom buddy of mine welcome back to barbecue radio nation Dave Caius with you along with Dan Hathaway and we're talking grills you know we want to get you ready for those September sales try to save you a few bucks and we were talking about grills last segment, and I was watching Stephen Reichlin over the weekend on PBS. He's got a great show. Yep. And 
you know, he, he just breaks down, just like you do, Dan, just grilling and barbecuing and all the stuff. But he is in love with grilling with wood. And he was talking about the different kind of woods. And that to me, when I watch people, experienced people like yourselves do that, I, I'll admit it, I get envious because it looks like this looks so good. But I know as, a, as an eater, as a barbecue eater, I do love the flavor of, of wood grills. T- talk a little bit about wood grills. So when you grill with with split wood, it's 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 a completely different flavor you get off you know get out of that the wood. So I myself, I buy a lot of red oak. And, you know, traditionally the Santa Maria style grilling is, is done with red oak. You know, you do out in California, they do a lot of tri-tips, a lot of uh, different cuts of meat than we see here in the Midwest. But man, when you get a, a manageable wood log fire with really good wood, with a good moisture content in it, man, it, it just, it's something special that you don't get with charcoal. Okay. But let me ask you this, because when I think about charcoal, which of course I've done and, 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 and then the, uh, gas grills and the pellets to me is wood harder to keep at a, at a level temperature. It absolutely is because it, you know, with, uh, with charcoal and pellets, it's a manufactured product that right. actually has a pretty strict, you know, I know with pellets, they, they, they adhere to a pretty strict moisture content in order to maintain the flavor in them. Charcoal is charcoal. You know, you've got briquettes, which are, you know, it's, basically burnt down wood that they <laughs> form into briquettes that have a little bit of binder in them. So they, they really max out in temperature. And then, then you have your lump charcoal, which is, you know, the carbonized wood that, that you can get up, you know, realistically, you can get a good ch- uh, lump charcoal fire up to around 800 degrees. Sometimes you can get them a little bit hotter depending on the the type of wood that the lumps made out of. Um, but yeah, it's, it, they're, they're all three different. They're all, they all three have their purpose, but for me, I mean, like we were, like I said before, you you just get something a little different with a log fire. Are there certain grills that lend themselves better to wood or charcoal or uh, pellets? Oh, absolutely. And you know, you'll find some of your. Uh, you know, obviously, the pellets are they have their own thing. The charcoal grills are, you know, you know what a charcoal grill is. Right. You know, when it comes to something that you're cooking with logs, it's usually a little bit more heavy duty because they do. You know, logs do burn a little, uh, quite a bit hotter than anything else, and they hold their temperature for quite a while, uh, even though they are a little bit of an unpredictable fuel unless you are really paying attention to how you store them and, and you know, and how you, you, you maintain the moisture content in them. But, uh, yeah, you'll find they're a little bit more expensive just because of the, the construction that goes into them. So if you're grilling with wood, do you have to pay more attention than you do with the other sources? I don't know if you necessarily have to pay attention. I think it, I think your prep work that goes into it is, is really key. You don't want to just throw big giant logs onto a fire because <laughs> and when you do that, uh, the initial reaction of that fire is it, it get all the energy gets sucked out of it because it's trying to heat up that log. And so if you, if you know you're going to be cooking with all logs and you, and you do your, your homework and you do your prep work, you're going to cut those logs down into smaller pieces. That way you're just adding a little bit at a time instead of one giant log. Okay. Rookie question. Shoot. So you got your gas grill. Yes. Are some of these you can do like, like we've talked about during the week, you've worked a long day, you come home, you don't want to take all the time to, to do the prep. You just want to heat it up, throw some on there. Are there grills that you can do both? You know, where there's a will, there's a way, Dave. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of different products that you can buy that actually uh, lend themselves pretty, 
pretty well to smoking on a gas grill. You know, they make some some mesh tubes that you can put wood chips or uh, pellets in. Uh, there's some different little trays that you can do wood chips or pellets in. Uh, I've done, you know, go buy a, a small aluminum bread pan from the grocery store, one of those throwaway ones. Put some wood chips in it, hit it with a, a little butane torch and get them smoking, throw it on your gas grill and you'll get plenty of smoke. Now, see, I never thought about doing that to get the smoke going. Yeah. Usually what I've done is I've soaked them in in water mm-hmm. and then just throw I just throw them in there and hope to get some smoke flavor out of it. Yeah, but, if, if you just have something that'll hold them, even if you don't ignite them with the, the torch and you put them close to the burners, you'll still get a little bit of that uh, that transfer heat from the burners and, and, and they'll eventually start smoking. Okay, so let's talk about price real quick here. Okay. Price less probably for the beginner. What would you recommend? One specific grill comes to your mind for price wise. It's that's reasonable. <clears throat> so if we're talking about a gas grill, uh, traditionally the Weber Genesis gas grill is is always the top ranked gas grill under a thousand dollars. Okay, and that's really what people are looking for. I mean, you can get into a, a Weber Genesis for you know around seven hundred dollars for the not the lower end. But they're, you know, the low end of the Genesis grills, essentially. <laughs> and they're, they're just as good. They just don't have all the bells and whistles like the side burner and all, you know, all that stuff right. that goes with it. But, man, you can't beat one. They last forever. You can always find parts for them. And their warranties are great. So I, you know, I still have a gas grill that I bought probably eight years ago. Same one, never done anything to it. Just put a battery in the igniter every once in a while and keep it covered. You would change wise before you change that grill, wouldn't you? Uh, no, I like mine. <laughs> She's all right. <laughs> so let's go for the big daddy. You, you know, you like, you know, your experience, you you want mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles. Right. Budget wise, you're doing okay. You just got a bonus from work. <laughs> what do you want to do? What do you want to get? So it's such a tough question because you, you have the, purists that want to cook with charcoal and you have the gas grill guys that want to cook with gas and and there's there's definitely a place for both of them and and when it comes to gas grills you know really i like to stick with weber products and they make a a four burner summit that you can get into for around thirteen hundred dollars that will do everything that you want it to do and they're they're big enough to you know to do, you know, a family of five, a family of eight, however big a family you have. And, but they're small enough to where they're efficient because, you know, because of the burners and everything else that go along with them. You know, you're going to get 12,000 BTU out of a burner, which is plenty to do anything in a smaller grill. How long is a grill like that going to last you, assuming you take care of it? Well, if you take care of it, uh, realistically, a a good Weber gas grill or a good Napoleon or, you know, any of those higher, you know, better known names, you should easily get 10 years out of them. And that's what, that's what Weber warranties their gas grills out at anyway. It's 10 years, which is crazy considering that you can go to any big box store, spend 150 bucks on, you know, grill X, it lasts you two years and that's it. Exactly. I will guarantee you that I went through a 10 year span (laughs) of just replacing cheap grills. So many people come in the store that say, man, if I would have just bought this grill five years ago, I'd be money ahead. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, if you don't know, you just don't know. I got the dumb question of the day. Yes. How important are grill covers? Very important. As long as it's a good grill cover. Yeah. Because the biggest thing is you want, you want something that's going to protect it from the, you know, the weather, uh, the sun, you know, you want to keep your finish nice on them, but you also want something that's able to breathe because if they don't breathe, 
then you just end up with a big moldy mess. Yeah. And that's just disgusting. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you, Dan. Yes. We're going to talk. Well, we're going to wrap up the show, actually, coming up in our very next segment right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. This is Big Mo Kason. You're listening to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm going to tell you what, if you're looking... You ain't cooking. The things that I used to do, Lord, I won't do no more. The things that I used to do, Lord, I won't do no more. Welcome back to our final segment of Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway. Big thank you going out to Matt Frampton, a grill master and author. Um, he's been on Barbecue Pit Masters, and you can check out his website. Uh, Talking Pizza, Barbecue Pizza, which just sounds delicious. UrbanSlicerPizza.com. That's UrbanSlicerPizza.com. We're going to have him back in October because you guys may not know this, but October is National Pizza Month. Okay, I you have to differentiate Barbecue Pizza because now guys like Pizza Hut and stuff like that, their idea of a barbecue pizza is throwing barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. On their pizza. Or barbecue we're, we're talking meat. grilled, grilled pizzas, pizzas yeah. and, and smoked pizzas. Yeah. We're yes. talking about pizzas that you put on the grill. Yes. And we will have him back, hopefully, if he can make it for National Pizza Month. It's certainly no National Lazy Day, but it's still something to celebrate. <laughs> it's all month, baby. I think. <laughs> I, th- I think we should celebrate Lazy Day more often. Um, also, don't forget, email us your questions or ask us on our Facebook page, which is Barbecue Radio Nation. And uh, you can have a chance to win yourself a bottle of Joe's Kansas City Original Barbecue Sauce. This stuff is delicious. A perfect sauce for all your barbecue needs. Joe's Kansas City Original Barbecue Sauce. Your chance to win a free bottle. And you can also purchase one if you don't win one at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. That's the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. Coming up next week, who do we have, Dan? We have uh, Tim Shear from Gateway Drum Smokers, and he is also the owner of Blues Hog Barbecue. So, uh, uh, man, he has a pretty big following. Okay. And uh, he knows a lot about barbecue, especially cooking hot and fast. Well, plus his sauce was one of our sauces of the month earlier. That's correct. Yeah, he was our first sauce of the month. He was so. our first sauce of the month. Yeah. We have to give him a big thank you. That's right. And, of course, coming up next week and the next two weekends, actually, we're going to be talking about smokers, including with Tim Shear. Uh, we've been talking about grills. Now we're going to switch gears, talk about smokers. Um, we're going to find a, try to find a co-host that knows something about it. But anyway, <laughs> be sure to like us on Facebook, BBQ Radio Nation. You can hear past shows at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Deezer. And also, I said Deezer, not Geezer, right? Deezer. Okay, I wasn't talking about us. Uh, just to name a few, again, check us out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer with a D, and uh, and again, please go to Facebook and like us on Facebook at BBQ Radio Nation. And we also put our shows up there for Engineer Kyle, Producer T-Bone, and my partner in barbecue crime, Dan Hathaway. I'm Dave Caius, and happy barbecuing. 
Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. 